Hello, Bubba. Good evening, Kenneth. How are we doing? Uh, pretty well. Yeah, it's uh day after Christmas. Uh, and uh, Christmas was kind of tough this year. Obviously, missed my family. Um, but we had a we had a Zoom together, which was nice, and got to see my younger cousins, and you know we made the most of it. But definitely was not as great as I would have liked it to be. Yeah, it's because my family. So my family has COVID, so we have to be at home. So we couldn't see our grandparents. We couldn't see anyone. Uh, we couldn't couldn't go to get to mass because we're not allowed to leave. But it was. It was weird, but it was it was cool. But, yeah, that sounds tough. We went to mass um, Sunday morning, which was nice, and it was surprisingly not crowded at all. Like there was plenty of room, which was good. We were, you know, probably ten feet away from another nearest family, which was nice. Um, what I did see on the news this morning was like, I think it said like eight million Americans traveled or something, and I'm like, that's just stupid. You know, like why? You know, like I feel like very few of those like really needed to go see family members. Like if you have like an elderly family member that's like dying and you want to see them for their last Christmas. Okay. I get it. But like, yeah. I feel like most of those people are kind of just being selfish then, you know? And like, I wanted to go to Florida. Like I wanted to go to Florida to play golf and see my family, but I kind of was like, you know what? It's not going to work this year and that's okay. I'll go next year or whatever. But I feel like a lot of those people are kind of maybe being a little selfish there, but mm-hmm. it's not also not my place to judge. And I don't, if like someone, t- if I know people that have traveled and I haven't been like rude to them or like try to like shame them or anything, but I do, I'm kind of like think when I see that, I'm kind of like, come on, like be a little smarter, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, Hey, but what was the high this week? Get into those high low GOGs. What was it? Yeah. What was your high for this week, at least? My, uh, oh, I don't know. I got. I don't want it to be a Christmas gift because I feel like that's really corny. Um, but I guess I had like our family did a gingerbread house making little competition, and me and my dad made a gingerbread house, and then my sister and my mom made a gingerbread house, and we took pictures and sent them to the family, and me and my dad came away with the W, which was nice. Um, what do you like so- to hear? That's the first time we've done that, and that was kind of cool because, I mean, we were all so bored because, like, normally I'm, like, with, you know, 20 other large, big family members, but this time it was just us, and we were bored, so I did that. So, yes, that was my high. Um, I guess low was kind of – I really wanted to go to 10 o'clock Mass. I thought that would have been really cool. I feel like 10 o'clock Christmas Eve Mass is just, like, kind of gives off some different vibes that I really like, and it's pretty cool. Mm. But – um, my sister is the only one that was still awake and like both my parents was bed at like nine cause they were tired, which is understandable, but I kind of wanted Isabel to go with me and she just wasn't up for it. So, uh, I still got to go to mass and it was, it was a good, it was a good weekend. I don't really have anything to complain about, but I think it would have been cool to go out of 10 and then my GOG, um, this was really cool. So I was on the way to golf the other day. I think it was like the 23rd or something. I was talking to my dad on the way there about how, like, in December in St. Louis, it's really cold. And I'm, like, the only one of my friends that is still playing golf right now. Because, like, you know, I have, like, big goals and aspirations for the summer. And, like, I know the more I practice and work at it now, the more likely I am to achieve those. So I've been playing and practicing as much as I can. But most of my friends kind of stopped. 
So I was talking to my dad. I'm like, it's kind of boring because like I have no one to play with. So I'm out there for four hours by myself every day and it kind of gets boring. I was kind of complaining to him and like ranting, like I don't have anyone to play with. This sucks. And then I was about to go off and this guy, um, a really nice guy, I won't say his name, but he was uh, a college student and he just like came up to me and asked me, he was like, hey, do you mind if I play with you? And I was like, perfect. Like, thank you, God. Like, that was so cool that I was like complaining and like really looking for someone to play with. And this guy was like, hey, you want to play? Like, it was great. And he was a D3 college golfer. He was pretty good. We had a, a fun match. So my GOG guy kind of heard me talking there and answered my answered my call. So I love the one that happens. Um, hmm. Why not? All mine all have to do with being at home because couldn't do much besides that. Um, but my high probably this is gonna sound super twisted, but testing positive for COVID. Um, because if you test negative, you have to be in quarantine for 14 days after exposure. But if you test positive, then it's 10 days. Um, and if I had tested negative, I would not have gotten out of quarantine until the day we go back to school. Oh, that would have sucked. But since I tested positive, I'm done the evening of January 1st, which means all is well. Yeah. Um, and we have all, was, don't we have off school on the first Monday, right? Like the yep. the fifth, the fourth, or the fourth. On, we have that day off. The fourth, we go back to the fifth. Yep. Um, low, probably testing positive for COVID. Um, <laughs> I have to stay home the entire almost the entire break. Um and then GOG. Um probably so for Christmas, my mom got me a rosary that has the chaplet of St. Michael beads, basically. And so I prayed that today. It's about it takes about as long as a regular rosary would. And so the way you pray it is there are nine salutations that you make to St. Michael, basically asking for his intercession for nine different things. Basically just like, it's basically just like the St. Michael prayer, but said over a long period of time, so of about 15 minutes, and over and over again. And so you say it, like say nine different salutations and then three Hail Marys and our father. Um, and then you end with a, uh, our father to each of the guardian angels. Um, and then a final closing prayer. Um, and it was just cool. My mom giving that to me because I love the St. Michael prayer one. Uh, and two, I do love me a good rosary. Um, and th- it was a very unexpected gift as well so it was it was, it was cool i was yeah. a fan mrs mrs your... hamill always looking out for your prayer life you know she, she always comes in clutch with the with the prayer life what was what was your favorite favorite gift you received bubba oh gosh um Let's hear this. i don't i don't really want to go into detail because it was this is boring golf stuff and i don't want to bore our <laughs> purple couch viewers but 
Um, actually my golf coach who I've been, uh, been working with now for about five years since I was a wee little boy. Um, he got me a really cool putter head cover for, uh, for my golf bag. It was cool. So really appreciated that. Um, and then, you know, honestly, I just got a lot of golf stuff, which is, you know, all I'm kind of, that's all I wanted. You know, I got everything. I, it was a good year. I got everything I needed, everything I wanted. Um, very thankful for Santa Claus. He's a cool guy. Um, yeah, it was great. Is, is St. Nick Santa Claus? Like is people will call him like old St. Nick, but also earlier in January, there's St. Nicholas day where he comes and leaves stuff in your shoes for some people. Um, if you're a good boy. Uh, so is people, people, people also revert to Santa as old St. Nick. So is Santa St. Nicholas? Are they the same? Are they one the same? Are they different? They're the same. Do you want to know how it became Santa Claus? Please, please, please tell me. So there was, so in different countries throughout Europe, he's called different things. So there's Sinterklaas, Santa Claus. Um, there's, of course, Father Christmas, if you are in England. Um, but it just depends. But basically, Sinterklaas and Santa Claus were merged and became Santa Claus. And so yeah. that is how we have this modern day meaning of Santa Claus. Santa Claus and Santa Claus are usually German and Swedish. Um, but yes, that is how we have Santa Claus. It's just St. Nicholas, but spelled from different cultures. Now, my favorite Christmas being is Krampus. Krampus. I, doesn't he eat, I think doesn't he like eat he eats the bad kids? He eats the bad kids' toes. Yep. <laughs> I love Krampus. Okay. Krampus is cool, but my, my favorite is Pine Natal. Pine Natal, I think it's in like Portugal or something, and if you don't leave him a stick of butter, he eats your toes. That's fantastic. So like can I you love imagine that. like like that's us, my new favorite. Us that's, in America, oh. we just like we wake up expecting like Saint Nicholas or Santa to bring us presents in Portugal. If you don't, if you're a kid, you don't go out and buy a stick of butter and leave it. You're gonna get your toes eaten. <laughs> that imagine just waking up on Christmas morning, no toes, no toes. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Happy, no toes, no toes. Oh, that would be. That'd be a new one for sure. Ooh, yeah. But I do love, I do love the name of Santa, Chris Kringle. Chris Kringle. I don't, I don't know how that one came about. I'm a fan of Chris Kringle. I like Chris Kringle. He's, he's just he's like, creative. It sounds so much more jolly than Santa Claus. You're right. Like Chris Kringle, like Santa Claus, seems more like kind of like a almost like a dad name. And then, like, which is weird to say, but then, like, Chris Kringle sounds like he'd be your boy, you know? Like, he's he got would. your back. He's a homie. He really would. I should name my son Chris Kringle. <laughs> Chris, you <laughs> name Kringle? Chris Kringle Hommel? Chris Kringle Hommel. I think we could do it. We could go for it. Why not? <laughs> if my wife is okay, <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Oh, that'd be great. I'd love to be a. Uh, Chris Kringle Hommel's Godfather. <laughs> yeah, I'd be honored. Do we think that 
that a wife would allow their husband to be like, yes, my son's name is Chris Trinkle. This is what we're calling him for the rest of his life. That's amazing. Call um, him Crinkly. Just call him Crinkly. He does so his kids at school, he would get so he get bullied so hard though, Kenneth. He'd get bullied. He would get bullied. Hey, but that just that'll add some spice to his personality. That's all we can hope. It sure will. Um, so I was hoping we were going to do an episode and release it on Christmas Eve, but uh a pounding headache uh did not allow Kenneth to do that. So um Thank you, COVID. Thank you, COVID. But um we were gonna rank Christmas movies the same way we ranked songs last time, but it's after Christmas and that sounds like a hassle. So why don't can we, why don't we just say like our favorite, like number one? Just get to your number, number one, one and I'll get to my number one and then we'll we'll debate it out from there for a couple minutes. But what what is it, Kenneth? What is your favorite? Come on, Christmas movie. Ooh, this is a hard one. There's so many good ones. Probably either. Whew, that's either got to be the original Santa Claus movie, like the animated one, like the claymation, like old. I don't think I've seen Santa it. Claus I movie. Seen, I have not seen that, unfortunately. Or Elf, <laughs> one of the two. Elf, like uh, my my initial thought is Elf, but like I feel then I feel so basic. Like if I say Elf, I do too. I did watch Christmas Vacation recently with my family, and that mm-hmm. I don't think that is my favorite. By any means. I watched Home Alone on Christmas Eve. I think... With my fan. I think Home Alone 2 was better. Ooh. Lost in New York. And I know... Sequ- I'm not a big fan of Lost in New York. I know sequels are never better, but I love Donald Trump's in it, which is hilarious. And I think there's the, there's a hilarious. really funny scene where, like, he's in the hotel and he scares off the people and he, like he's, like, playing the movie. And it's like... Uh, that always gets me. Um the Home Alone movies are great. Elf, Elf is so good. Will Ferrell just cannot go wrong. Um, you really can't. The Santa Claus movies. I don't know if I've, I'm not gonna lie. I'm. I don't think I've seen a single one. <laughs> those are, those are good any time of the year. Let me tell you. Okay, I'll become, I'll become more educated. I promise. Next year, I'll have be more educated on the topic. You probably have seen more than I have. I just really like Elf, and I really like. Home Alone one and two, and there, there's one where it's like, um, there's this one neighbor that's like has another another neighbor, and like he puts up a ton of lights and annoys. I don't know. As sorry, Isabel's being my sister's being really stupid. Um, kind of you, you know, yeah. Oh gosh, um, I sorry. Understand. Is gosh, Isabel, you you had to ruin the episode. Gosh. Yeah, sorry. Get scat, okay? No one wants you here. Just no. This is this is this is real life, people. You gotta make more work for Kenneth. Gosh. Yeah, love you, Ken. Hi, Isabel. Um, that's my annoying sister, but we love her though. Um, but I think I don't know. I think Elf's Elf's a classic. Obviously, I'll watch the Santa Claus movies. I promise. Christmas Vacation was pretty good. I think we might as well just. I said we just hand it off to Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Why not? It's a classic. Honestly, the kids love it's it. a classic for the kids. Kids love it. Hey, parents love it. Heck, who doesn't? Yeah, it's an, it's, it's an inspirational story. You know, like it really is. Be a Rudolph. Be different. Even if people make fun of you, you know, 
there but don't be too different that you're actually a horrible person <laughs> just be different enough yes be different enough be different in uh like a positive like rudolph was different in a way that he saved christmas you know he contributed healthily to society yes to do that and i'll always do that and if people make funny for that you know that's on them yeah don't let them drag you down to hell with them you know as the good old T Swizzle once said, haters gonna hate. Haters gonna hate. Um dang, I can't believe it's already been sixteen minutes. This just felt like nothing. Um so let's delve into our topic for today. Uh the seven sacraments of the Catholic Church. Uh indeed. Me and Kenneth have experienced four of them, correct? Right? Yes. Yes, four. Um mm-hmm. so today, um I'm just gonna let Kenneth Kenneth is probably more educated than I on this topic. Give you a little overview of what a sacrament is and how important it is. We will we will fake actually being smart about the topic. Um, so a sacrament is a visible sign of an invisible grace. So that can come about in the form of um, the Eucharist. It's a visible sign something you can see it is jesus christ body and blood soul and divinity in flesh but also it is giving you invisible graces by taking part in that sacrament and three of the four sacraments that we have received bubba and i are the sacraments of initiation yes and there are three of those and so those would be uh, baptism, first communion, and confirmation. And then, of course, when you are younger, around second grade, before you receive first communion, you receive your first reconciliation, which you can carry on, which is a sacrament of healing, which we will talk about at a later date. But yes, those are the three initiations. And Bubba, would you like to give a quick overview of what baptism entails? Baptism's huge, guys. We learned about this in Catholic grade school. Um, uh, it's like when you are – a lot of people receive it as a young one, as a baby. Like I don't remember being baptized. Uh, there are pictures. Uh, you're in a white gown, and they pour holy water over your head, and they put some oil on your forehead. Um, most babies tend to cry. Um, but – what it symbolizes or it, it kind of it welcomes a young soul into the church. Um, it's kind of like you're welcoming to like the church. It's like, it's like you are now part of the body of Christ, the church and the church is not just like a building. Like when I say the church, I don't mean like the one five minutes away from my house. I'm talking about the whole community of people under the Pope that believe in Jesus as savior and Messiah and God, like the church is accumulation of everyone that uh, believes in in the Catholic values. Um, so you become part of this, like this grand um, people today and people that people have passed that have um, been Catholic and devoted themselves to God. You become part of part of the church and you are freed from original sin. Um, original sin, obviously that you think about the fall and Adam and Eve um, when they ate the fruit uh, Jesus said, don't eat that fruit. And they ate that fruit. And that was the first sin. And now kind of all humans are burdened with that, unfortunately. Um, so we are, but thankfully, 
through baptism uh, that is taken away, which is great. So baptism, very powerful. Um, you don't have to be a baby though. Cause like if you are, do not grow up Catholic and then you convert, then the first thing you'll receive is baptism. And you can be, you know, you could be 90 years old and be baptized into the church if you want to be. Um, but a lot of times it's infants and it is the first, very, very first step uh, opening the doors to your faith life. Indeed. And what's great about baptism is that it's not just like here, you you only do this, and now your faith is stagnant. No, there are more. Um, but also, another thing about baptism is that, like, since Christ is the center of all Christian faith, and he was baptized, like, he had this sign for all Christians. Um, and as Bubba said, like, Catholics take this. And it is the very beginning of our faith life, where a lot of times for many Christian faiths and many Christian denominations, it's the culmination of your faith. Like you have to work towards it. Um, but for Catholics, it's the very beginning. It's the start of your journey. It's not the end. It's not the salvation. It is simply the beginning, the stepping onto the next. Um, and as Boba said, you become a part of the church you become an adopted son or daughter of God. And then next after that is where you are able to receive the summit of our faith, the Eucharist. The most important. It's um, the big one. The most important. The big one. It's the, the, big the, little, the little piece of bread. Um, that's not a little, little piece. Of bread. It's not bread, though. It's the body of Christ. How crazy is that? Um, Indeed. We should just have a whole episode on this, but we'll go briefly into it about how crazy it is that this little piece of bread that, or this, this thing that looks like a little piece of bread is really actually Jesus's body. Um, even though he died 2000 years ago and that we believe that, and it kind of seems wacky, but when you think about it, it's very powerful. And the Eucharist is a great thing. Uh, I think there are only, you know, there's multiple, but one of the sacraments that you can receive up to every day if you want to, uh, which is very cool. Um, uh, and receiving the Eucharist is, it's like a, when you go to the mass, obviously, um, during the, uh, the liturgy of the Eucharist, it's kind of like the last supper almost. Um, right. Ken- Kenneth, I'm, you're, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm on the right track, right? So, yeah. So what's nice about the Eucharist, as Boba said, you can receive it every day. You can actually receive it up to five times a day. Ooh. Yes. That's something that most people don't know is you can receive the Eucharist three times at a normal mass. So I could receive it three times at, in a day at three different daily masses. And then I could go to one marriage and one funeral mass and they'll both be different masses so I can receive at both of those. And then I could really go to more, but usually five is like the, yes, that is I, ever, um, I think the most I've ever done in a day is like two. I, I've gone to, I've gone to four in the day. Um, I've been to two daily masses, one 
funeral. And then this was a Saturday. So I went to mass that evening, but that was technically a separate. Cause that's like your Sunday. Separate liturgy. Your Sunday Cause liturgy. that was a Sunday mass. Indeed. That's what I was saying. Like the most of it, the uh, most I've ever done is like, I went to Saturday morning and then I went to Saturday night, which was for Sunday. <laughs> I think that's the most I've done. Like I, I yeah. talked about it too. We should go for five one time. That'd be pretty dope. I think that would be dope. I know a couple of people that have done five in like multiple days in a row because Dang. they just like were like, yes, Jesus. Yes, What's Jesus. also great awesome. is the fact that it takes about 15 minutes for all of the particles from the host from like actually receiving Jesus in your hands or on your tongue to completely dissolve and become and diffuse into your body. So you become like part of you becomes or is Jesus Christ. Like you are physically in possession of the true presence of Christ for a part of your day. How powerful. And your body is just with grace. Um, grace. Seriously, it is. And something that's really hard is to grasp the true presence that like Jesus Christ is actually in the sacrament. That's I think the hardest part for most, I'd say not even just Catholics, just like people in general, they're just like, wait, so this piece of what looks like bread, this circular little chunk is actually Jesus. Yes, it It is. is. And there's actually, a bunch of miracles that have to go along with this that are all just Eucharistic miracles. Another episode, actually. Another one, episode, man. Like another I swear, episode. So, I've heard so many like it, great ones. It's just um, the Feast of Corpus Christi actually was based off of, is based off of like all of these Eucharistic miracles because like you need a day to celebrate just the fact that Jesus is willing to show himself in this way and. It, like such a vulnerable way it's super cool like he becomes flesh like what god does that what god does that seriously only like, our god not, only our god only our god only the god like that's it that's all you got it's amazing but i heard a story one time it was uh up at saint clement our parish the like monsignor goes into all the classrooms like once a month or whatever and uh one little girl asked him how many eucharists do you have to eat before you've eaten a whole jesus <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a good question. <laughs> I mean, she's not. Your mom's a theology teacher, Kevin. Uh-huh. I need you to find out for me how many how many Eucharists do I have to eat before I've eaten the whole Jesus? I mean, if the Eucharist is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, one. I guess you're right. Essentially, that's you consumed him in its, in his entirety. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you've, yeah. But that's like, that's so weird to, like, if if I was not, like, raised how I am, I would not be able to just accept that like that. Totally. Like, like I would. If I was an adult. Like, some idea, people I know are just like, ah. If you're an adult and this idea is just brought to you, like, it's just so wack. It seems so wacky. It's like the same as, like, if it seems so it's the weird. same as, like, believing in ghosts, you know? And some people, yeah. a lot of people do believe in ghosts. I honestly don't, but 
I haven't delved into it much. I know, maybe another podcast, but <laughs> um, uh, like spirits and stuff. Another creepy one that creepy we could one. talk about is adoration. Just the idea that you are simply kneeling before a massive hunk of gold with a little piece of bread in it is what it seems to everyone Again, else. Seems wacky. You are not Catholic. Seems super wacky and slightly cultish, but it's not when you think about the fact that you are bowing before the king of kings, creator of the entire freaking universe. That's so true, man. And you're just like, wow, that is cool. That's him, you know? But It's like, I've never thought about this before, but like, when you see like a celebrity out, like, if you're just like, driving your car or whatever it's like you're just hanging out like in a mall and you see like a, like an actual celebrity like justin bieber i don't know or like ariana grande like that'd be like oh my gosh it's justin bieber's ariana grande but in adoration it's like oh my gosh it's the creator of the whole universe <laughs> yeah but like i never i've never exactly. thought about it like that but maybe like maybe next time i go to adoration i'll think about it like that and i'll be in more awe you know yeah it just it makes you want to stay on your knees mm-hmm but we should probably talk about the final part. Yeah, of let's get to Numbro Trace. Which is your freshest one, which is, well, besides you, Chris, yeah. but confirmation. Fresh off confirmation. That's definitely one of the bigger... It's been almost two years now for me. It doesn't feel like it's been that long, but... It's been five for me. Ooh. It's been a hot minute. I don't feel like it's been that long for either of us, but um, it doesn't feel long either. Kenneth, have you been a sponsor for someone yet? I have not. But How old do you have to be? Sixteen. You got to be sixteen. A confirmed Catholic. Okay. A practicing Catholic. Okay. And just within good standing of the church, really. So not excommunicated. It's like a competition in like our big family, like who has the most, who's the sponsor of more people. Isabel's my mom has sponsored so many people. That's crazy. I'd love to hear a number sometime. Uh, I'll ask her at school, but um, Isabel's my sister, older sister Isabel, the one that was annoying us earlier. That's mine. Um, My mom's, I think got two or three under her belt. I think my grandma had probably four or five, if not more. Um, I don't know. Maybe one day I'll get a couple, couple of my own. I still got about nine months before I can get even, you know, even able to get my first. But um, so third fact, the third, the third sacrament of initiation, <laughs> confirmation. Uh, it kind of builds on baptism a little bit. There's again oil on the forehead going on, and uh, you kind of like you go up to like a bishop and you like you uh, like profess some vows and it's kind of the it's like welcoming you to like your adult stage almost of like is the the best way i can describe it is like Mm -hmm. it's kind of you're welcomed as an infant at baptism and now you're welcomed like as a young adult and it's kind of you're taking control and you're taking like responsibility for your own faith life because like on we get it in seventh grade or like seventh or eighth most people get in eighth grade but like yeah between when you're baptized in eighth grade when you get can like confirmed um confirmed confirmed uh your parents it's mostly like your parents and like your guardians or or like your teachers that are in control of your faith life but this is now like you're going into high school soon you're like becoming a young adult 
and this is like you're saying like i will take control of my faith life like i will take the initiative to make sure i get to mass um and to make sure i practice as a catholic and like you choose a sponsor that helps you with all these things and i will go to reconciliation and i will work like i'll work on my heart and soul and and be a a good catholic and uh, i feel like I feel like people don't like hold it in the respect it deserves sometimes. Like look at a lot of my friends that receive confirmation and like they probably still have some maturing to do before they're like really an adult in the church. I feel like maybe personally, I feel like maybe personally people should get it closer to like when they can drive, like maybe 15 or 16 instead of like 12 or 13. Mm -hmm. Um, They used to do it in second grade right before you would get your, first communion because they wanted to be a adult before you would be able to receive like the highest like the epicenter of the faith just be like you have to be an adult first but i can see that side i can understand that i understand that side but then like then they would make the argument like push back the age that you would have your first first communion but then they were like no the sooner you can have Jesus, the better. Which is true, uh-huh. you know, all valid yeah. points. So they switched when you would have confirmation. And I think it makes more sense because a lot of our I sacraments agree. line up with Jewish, Jewish like ritual. And so like a Jewish bar bat mitzvah is around like, I think it's 13, mm-hmm. um, which is right when yeah. confirmation is. Right about because, yeah. like, it's, we are rooted in, a lot of us are, like, a lot of Christian faith is rooted in Judaism. Like, heck, Old Testament. You need the Old Testament to be able to understand the New Testament. That's so, so like, true. Yeah, they're very connected. Very connected. So, that's why, I've, that's a big thing. Is mm-hmm. like, confirmation is where it's supposed to be for a reason, I think. But mm-hmm. I... Jesus was the king of the Jews, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big props to people that are like, no, I'm going to do like I'm going to have confirmation when I am ready for it. And I know that I can be an adult in the church because I have a couple of friends who did that. They're like, I'm not going to do it until like I'm 16. And so, like, I know a couple of guys right now that are going through confirmation classes. That's cool. I have a lot, a lot of respect for that. Yeah. So I think that's cool. I like the, I, I can appreciate the guys that do that for sure. But yeah, any, I think, any final thoughts, Kenneth? I think that there's a whole bunch we didn't talk about, but a whole bunch that I'm sure whole bunch for next time. Many know? people want to hear about, yeah. especially adoration. I would love to get into adoration more. I would love to. Super excited. Very much so. All right, I'll I'll end this in the serenity prayer then. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Kenneth. Episode three completed. Uh, please follow, share with your friends. I hope you enjoyed the Purple Couch. Give us a review. We'd love to hear. Oh, yeah. We'd love to hear what you think of our podcast, uh, how we can improve, you know. Improve, what we can change. What would you you like to hear from us? Yeah. We'd always love to hear that. And we're always looking for new ideas, new things to talk about. So, uh, Kenneth, have a good evening.
keep it spicy, my friends. Keep, keep it, it Catholic. Keep it spicy. Have